We need to talk about PCE, both headline and core. We need to talk about the pain that is building in multifamily investing. We need to talk possibly about Mr. Beast becoming the Twitter CEO. We need to rewind and relook at a conversation we had with Lance Lambert, Fortune Editor, talking about the most important real estate metric that no one is talking about. And of course, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Tesla and the lack of a stock buyback coming. Yes, folks, I think Tesla is going to have a uh, challenging first half of the year next year. But let's get into it. This is your daily financial news for December 23rd. First and foremost, PCE. What is it? Why is it important? It is and stands for personal consumption expenditures. It is a mouthful, but it is important because it is what the Fed looks at or is the most important Fed inflation metric. I have shared on many occasions, and I still believe that the Fed will get the funds rate above core PCE. That's important because it is, generally speaking, one of the lower inflation metrics. It is not CPI at 7.1 headline. It is not core CPI at 6%, for example. So let's dig into it. Again, there are month-on-month -month numbers and year-on-year -year numbers. Month-on-month -month headline came in at 0.1, as expected came in at 5.5, five, again, as expected. Core PCE, still where the pain is, in my opinion. Uh, it is where services and wages and the like are. Uh, it came in at 0.2, uh, again, as expected. Uh, but where it came in hot, or at least slightly hotter, is core PCE year on year. Again, that came in at 4.7. So again, if you think about core PCE at 4.7, you know, the Fed currently today is at four and a quarter to four and a half. Uh, you know that I believe we have at least two quarter points ahead of us in February and March, February 1st to be exact, and I think March 14th. You can see that we will very quickly be above core PCE. Uh, so again, I stand by my call that the terminal rate will be five. We are almost there, and we will spend most, if not all, the year at those rates. So that's number one. Number two. Uh, we need to talk about multifamily. If you've been on my channel for a little bit of time, you know that we talk about single family a lot. You know that we called the housing crash and now have said, I think we are at a bottom. Uh, more on that in subsequent days and weeks ahead to see if we are right. But the pain in multifamily is massive. Massive. So what do I mean by that? First and foremost, multifamily Q3 2021 did $130 billion in transactions. That's a big number, but really, to you and I, it doesn't matter because we don't have scale. We don't know how big that is. Well, let's compare it to what we just did in Q3 2022, right? The last full quarter that we've had. Well, folks, we uh, only did $30 billion. So quick math says if you go from $130 to $30 billion, you crashed 75 percent or at least thereabouts. That is no bueno, no good. And again, uh, if you follow my channel, you know that I believe residential uh, is going to have some opportunities. You've seen me create two in the last now eight weeks. Uh, you also know that I believe the real pain, the real opportunity, the real bad debt structures, the bad assumptions, and all of that is uh, happening in multifamily. It's going to be delayed. It's going to be debt-based. Uh, but yes, I think it is out there. 
Number three, I saw an interesting, I guess, Twitter exchange from uh, Elon Musk and uh, Mr. Beast, uh, talking about Mr. Beast possibly being the Twitter CEO. Uh, as someone who has seen a few of Mr. Beast's videos, he knows how to get attention. Uh, he is amazing at what he does. I uh, I don't think this is a crazy idea, right? Think about it. You let Elon Musk handle the technology, the product, if you will, and you let Mr. Beast be the, I don't know, I don't know if face is the right word, but the kind of outward going and all of that, I think it would be, I think that could be a magical pairing. I don't know if it will happen, uh, but I did think it was fun. And hey, it's the holidays, it's Christmas, let's work in some fun. Number four, we need to talk about Lance Lambert. Lance Lambert is a fortune editor. Uh, he is on my channel Thursdays at 10 a.m. At least that's when we record. Uh, he shared with us last week the most important metric that you and I should be following. Again, we talk national, right? We're housing, housing, housing. Uh, but what you should really be looking at is your buy box. And what Lance brought to us is inventory, right? He showed how only 46, I believe, of the top 400 metros had inventory today above 2019. Uh, and the country, I think, was down like 34% from pre-pandemic. So again, you can watch that video. Lance Lambert has his own playlist on this channel. I think it's just called Lance. Yes, I'm very creative with my names. Uh, but go ahead and check that out. Other things that we have seen uh, is new listings are down 17.3%, but days on market are up 33%. How can that be? transactions have crashed. Uh, you have more opportunity. Uh, one of the things that I think is very, very interesting, and we will uncover over the next 60 to 90 days, is of the listings today, how many of them are fake? What do you mean by that, Michael? What's a fake listing? Well, a fake listing to me is somebody who lists a 400 house, 400K house, or 200K house, or 100K house, uh, which would be March of last year's or this year's pricing. Uh, it's just not going to happen in the winter, right? The mortgage rates have gone up, although they're down six weeks in a row. Uh, but basically, it's, hey, if we get our number, we will sell. And they won't get their number. They might get it in March or April of 2023. Don't know. That's a different market, right? I've talked about March 15th being the start of phase three. We're still in phase two. In phase two means demand and supply destruction. So again, I think when you look at listings, and you can all do this for yourself. When you look at listings in your buy box and you look every day, how many listings are overpriced? How many have just been sitting and sitting and sitting? Uh, so do yourself a favor, check that out. A um, couple other calls. People wanted me to talk about companies that are calling for rather large declines in 2023. Uh, I have Morgan Stanley uh, seeing a 10% price decline from here. And John Burns uh, is calling for a 20 or to 22% crash in prices by 2023. Uh, I fully expect John Burns to reverse that uh, rather aggressive call. Uh, I believe they are looking at the data and extrapolating incorrectly. Uh, but again, we'll see, right? Maybe they're right. Uh, John Burns is an amazing analyst. Uh, their company is wonderful. I've been lucky enough to talk to Rick Felicios, I believe, uh, a couple of times. So again, uh, we we certainly disagree, uh, but we will certainly uncover that in the next six months. I believe you will see John Burns go, whoops, we've extrapolated too much, maybe in March or April, but we shall see. 
And then number five, we got to talk about Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk was on uh, Twitter Spaces, I think it's called, or whatever it's called, basically saying no stock buyback. Uh, we uh, we need to prepare for worst case scenario. Uh, we also need to sacrifice margin to sell units. And finally, uh, Tesla increased their credit to 7,500. It's pretty interesting, right? You increase that 7,500 and uh, right before the end of the year. Uh, it kind of feels like a desperate move. And the last thing I want to remind you, something that I shared with you, and you can go back and watch, we've got receipts. Folks, when billionaires complain, pay attention. Remember, it was 8, 10, 12 weeks ago. We talked about Elon Musk sending out a tweet begging the Fed to cut rates. That was a sign. I believe it was September 24th. You can correct me if you'd like. Uh, I did a video talking about, will this be uh, a problem for Tesla? And I said, yes. When the CEO is begging for a Fed cut, there are things happening in the background. And if you would have sold your Tesla stock then, when Elon Musk ever so suddenly told you to, you would have been done. You would have done much better than holding through this crash. So again, folks, lots of exciting stuff going on. Last thing I noted is San Francisco has now lost VMware. Uh, they are doing not. They've lost the VMware conference. I should say. Uh, the VMware conference is now going to Vegas. Uh, that is roughly forty-six thousand nights that San Francisco lost. Uh, don't really see why. My guess is safety uh, is still a concern. Uh, San Francisco is uh, in really rough shape. Uh, it's actually why I canceled my Warriors season tickets because I was, I felt unsafe walking from the train to the stadium and back at night. So at the end, folks, this is the daily financial news for Friday, December 23rd. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care. Bye-bye.